This episode of the Bacon House Podcast is brought to you by the residents of the Mifflin County High School C parking lot. Do you have a small penis but have a big truck to compensate for it? Or maybe you're under the height of 5'7", but have 3-inch steel-toed boots to prove that you're a real man. Then the C lot is the place for you. So what do you say? Back on into a parking spot, honk your horn, and rev your engines. The Mifflin County High School C parking lot, we put the little we in yee-yee. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Vacant House Podcast. My name, as always, is Spike Salter, and as always, I'm joined by the photogenic middle schooler himself, Kyle Bargo. Hey, what's going on? And the YouTube sensation, Mr. Hey Diddy himself. Hey, hey Diddy does! Productions! Featuring <laughs> Hey Diddy! That's me! <laughs> Love it. All right, guys, so recently we recorded an episode that was all about our early days of uh, Call of Duty gaming, Halo gaming, you know, GTA gaming, all that. And most of that took place during our middle school and high school years. Well, we th- thought it'd be extremely fun to kind of get personal and describe our lives in that time period, whether it be cringeworthy encounters with girls or just the daily awkwardness of life at that time. And most importantly, how we've changed into the men that we are now. And I use the word men very lately. <laughs> and I know personally, I'm super excited for this episode. Um, and I think it has potential to get a little out of hand, which I think is going to be great. But first, gentlemen, what's new with you guys? Hayden, I'll start with you. Well, uh, two things in particular. Today, I actually got a haircut and probably the best haircut that I've ever gotten. You're looking uh, fresh, boy. You're looking, looking fresh. fire. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, man. yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> I feel bad. I think his name is Scott, but Scott at HT Barbershop, Hunter Thompson's uh, Barbershop. Uh he actually, HT said that he saw the podcast, uh, so that was cool. That was super cool. Um, um, and then I found my Derek Jeter rookie card uh, that I've been looking for forever. And Where'd you find it? It's, it was, <laughs> it was actually in one of my dressers that I, I have, and it's actually a pretty valuable rookie card, and I didn't realize it. <laughs> Defi- defined valuable. Uh, five hundred plus. Oh, oh shit. dude! There you wow. Go. Yeah, I and it's in really good condition. I'm pretty sure. And if I would go get it graded, I'm sure it would be, you know, at least seven and eight. So I think I'm gonna send it in, but I don't know. We'll find out. Spike. So there's nothing extremely new with me, but I was looking on Facebook today, and I follow IGN on Facebook, and I found this picture. And it's a it's a gra- like a bar graph of the best selling video game consoles of all time by units sold. And I thought this was super interesting. PlayStation Two has the most units sold at 159 million, and the Nintendo DS is second at 154 million. And then way down at the very bottom, the second to bottom is the Xbox One at 41 million. So the PlayStation Two sold over a hundred, almost 120 million more units than the Xbox One. I Which believe I that. Crazy. Wow. I, I never would have thought that. So I think the reason that's a thing is the big selling point of the PS2 was it was also a DVD player. Mm, so I feel right. so that might just be me. I wasn't like a, a big consumer at that time. We were all having our parents buy shit for us. But yeah. I feel like a lot of when you're weighed between like the original Xbox, the Dreamcast, which wasn't even a competitor, the PS2 and the GameCube, 
the PS2 being able to have your parents like have it hooked up and also play DVDs, B- big time, big big money decision there. But yeah, that, that's crazy. The Xbox One is so just, far behind. To the PlayStation, so I'll just compare the PlayStation Four to the Xbox One. The PlayStation Four has ninety-two million, so over fifty million more. I, I just, yeah. I don't know. I, I didn't, I never was huge in the Xbox. I just mm-hmm. didn't know that Sony had so much more units sold than Microsoft. I think Sony has just so many more exclusives. This round. oh, they do. Like God of, God of War, MLB The Show, and I'm, I'm sure a good amount more. Um, and they also have, well, I mean, Microsoft's a huge company, but PlayStation oh, yeah. also has like the PlayStation View, PlayStation Now, the VR. Uh, there's just a lot of different angles they're hitting that from. Do you know what the Switch was compared to that? Because I'm sure it's way under the PS4, but I'm curious so, if it's ahead of the Xbox. I don't, the Switch isn't even on here, so mm. it's just it's not even kind of registering right now. The Game Boy Advance was 82 million. Yeah, that's that's crazy. I bet the Wii's but, up uh, there too. The Wii the Wii was 102, mm-hmm. so it's it's fifth up there. But, if you can uh, find a console, if you can find a console where there were really really shitty games developed for it, chances are it sold a lot. <laughs> oh, <definitely. laughs> like Bargo the PS. Oh, okay. Uh, so I actually kind of video game related my mom and i kind of so it started out whenever i started collecting games i would find game lots on facebook or on craigslist or wherever and i'd make an offer obviously like you find yard sales or whatever too but i've used facebook and facebook marketplace a ton and that's where i found a lot of my good stuff so my mom she kind of flips and resells stuff too and every once in a while she'll come out and find this fire lot so there was actually a guy in the belfon area in a, in a Facebook group that I've never even heard of. Like, that's the extent that my mom goes to for, like, finding deals. Because Belfont's, what, like, 35, 40 minutes from us? So it's nothing crazy. Yeah. Uh, but he was asking 300 and it was a GameCube lot with 25 games and four controllers. It was a, a bunch of NES and Super Nintendo games, an N64 with three games, including the original Super Smash Bros., and then a, oh, I forget what it's called. It was a console that was it was a personal computer uh, from the 1980s. So it was essentially a computer that could also play games. So before like the Macintosh and like the PC to where you could play computer games. So like I can't even imagine what these games are actually like if you would even call them games. But yeah. just to put it in perspective that that deal, we paid 300 for everything, gave him what he asked for. He was actually going to buy he's paying off uh, the last of his engagement ring to his future fiance. Uh, and it was the last 300 he needed to be able to go and pick up the ring. So that was exciting. Like to be able to give him that money and, and let him go do that. Um, and he knew what things were worth, but there's probably five, $600 of value just in the games and not even the consoles. So I'm going to be able to flip a lot of that stuff and keep a good amount of that stuff too. So that's, that's exciting. Yeah. And then I found a ton of, I found a ton of bobbleheads at Goodwill this morning. So, Nate was really happy about that. Like too. some classics, like name some names. So it was like seven or eight Pirates bobbleheads, and they were mostly like when we watched Pirates growing up. So it was Jason Bay All-Star, Jack no, Wilson, Freddie Sanchez, and then a few of the newer ones. Um, well, one of the newer ones that I can think of right now was a Felipe Vasquez. I forget what his nickname is, but it has his – I think it's like Nightmare or something. It has that on there, and then it has his <laughs> – it has like a, a fuel gauge. And the arrows like tick to like 105 because he throws gas. So that was pretty cool. Nate likes Nate collects bobbleheads, so it's neat to 
oh, give him cool. stuff that he can throw on the dresser. And when you walk into my dad's house now and you walk into our room, there's probably like two, 300 bobbleheads that just bobble as you walk in, which is ridiculous. So they're nodding in approval. They're glad. You're absolutely. There. They're like, yeah, keep adding more. Keep, <laughs> you need right. a bigger dresser. So well, that's interesting, me. interesting stuff, guys. Uh, before we get started, a little call to action here. Uh, if you're listening for the first time, we really appreciate. We already love you, so welcome. We um, love you very, very much. You. But regardless, if you're new or old, please let us know that you are there by leaving a comment, liking the episode, or leaving a rating on any of our platforms. Uh, any feedback whatsoever, whether it's constructive criticism or just a you know, positive review, we, we love it and we want to hear more of it. We just started pushing and promoting on Instagram uh, a couple weeks ago and also have an early giveaway of a vacant house crew neck. To enter all you it's have sick. to do. Yeah, it, no, it is sick and it fits great. To enter, all you have to do is follow our account on Instagram, which is at vacant house PC, and send us a DM with the hashtag VHP. That's all you have to do. So follow, message, VHP, and that's going to end this Saturday at 9 p.m. So get your entry in. We have a lot of entries, but hopefully you win and we really appreciate it. Wow. Spike, so, that was really good. Was it? That wow that that sounded very professional. Mm-hmm. You know, I I figured like a minute out of my day I can act professional. <laughs> <laughs> that that's hit that's hitting its fifty two week high. Yeah, probably, it really is. <laughs> you, you're probably max in the past years. Probably been two or three minutes of serious time. <laughs> Every podcast I figured like a minute of it I can be serious, and the rest I can just kind of be myself. um so first to start this out guys i wanted to at least let people know what it was like starting out in middle school from elementary school so if you're listening from mifflin county you're gonna know what i'm talking about if not i'll at least explain it to you so the way that transitioning from elementary school to middle school worked was in middle school you had how was it was it three or four sections so it was it was two it was two two sides and each side had an advanced section, a like middle road section, and like a below average section based on your elementary school grades. Mm-hmm. And Correct. these guidance counselors would come in when you're in fifth grade before you go to middle school and would tell you exactly what I just said. And they would also tell you that, you know, guarantee you that at least a couple of your elementary school classmates would be in your class in sixth grade so that it would it would kind of transition you easy you'd have someone to talk to and it'd be a nice transition so i'll kind of start it out so when i started out in sixth grade i was in the like the advanced section and i walked in to middle school on my first day and what do you know there were no union elementary school kids in the oh man and you want to know you want to know something that even sucked even more to the opposite side, the other advanced class, there were six. Ooh. There was so some reason they had six Union Elementary School kids in the one class, and then the other class was just me. Yeah, yeah, I was in I was in the opposite, and I had a bunch of kids from Belleville. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I remember when I first walked into middle school, I felt very, very weird. I was already weird, but a different type of weird. <laughs> a different type of weird. Um, I, I knew I knew Noah and Mitch from sports, and that was it. And so I remember my first couple months. In fact, probably like up until Christmas break of sixth grade, being just very, very shy, didn't know really what I was doing. And I, I remember struggling to make like any friends. 
what was what was kind of you guys' transition like? Do you guys remember? Oof, man. So for me, obviously, so I was at Brown Elementary, which was in Reedsville. And I'm trying to think if there was anyone that was in my section because Mitch wasn't. Mitch went to Brown. Um, I'm sure there's someone I'm missing. Like I think, I don't know, I feel like Kerstetter might have been. I, I really don't know. But I know coming from elementary school where it's that really tight, like you've been in the same class with these same people minus like a few people here and there that, that moved in and moved out with the same people for five years. Yeah. So to go from that transition and, and like, Everyone's taking, everyone's living in the same house. They're taking the same bus and, and everything is just so set in stone. And then you go from that to where it's not based on location and relativity, relativity. It's based on like how you're learning and, and how much they can really give you in order for you to like better your education. So I, I know I knew Hayden uh, before and I, I think Noah was in your section too, right? So I might've been in the mm-hmm. same, I might've Noah been in the in same, class. Noah was in your class. Yeah, he was in mine. Yeah, so I, I might be in the same boat where there weren't any Brown Elementary kids. And this is this is where I wish I had a yearbook because I definitely have one at my mom's house. But I don't I don't think there were anyone. Uh, I know like Chester, who obviously was from Belleville. I knew him from Scouts. And then I knew Hayden from Songfest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so Hayden and I. Uh, yeah, but weren't we like friends before that though? Honestly, because. Like, I don't think so. I, I really don't think so. I didn't start football. Okay, I didn't start playing football until either fifth Kish grade Indians. or six. Yes, but I, I think it was sixth grade. I didn't play until the first year you could play midgets. So I guess that would have been fifth or fourth grade. Yeah. And dude, I was so bad. Like I don't want to go into a football <laughs> tangent, but like from where I was, from where I was like last year to like when I started, I remember uh, Coach Hassinger put me on kick return against state college. And that was the only place when, when you have a kid that you want them to play. Cause in Wee admit it's you're, you're paying actually from what I know, you're paying a decent amount of money for the uniform and for, for the involvement and everything. So everyone wants their kid to play a little bit. So they would throw all the kids that weren't that great on special teams and always have like one or two kids, like like a Kyle Cayley for the Mingos or Darian or whoever, like just storm out and make the tackle. You assume that person's making the tackle. Well on kick return, they had me there. And I still have the tape of it. I want to go find it. But I was standing in place. So kick return, you're supposed to like roll back and then get some sort of like a a running start and then obviously block. So I stood in place. And this kid, the the cap was like 140. He had to have been like 110, 115. Did not stop freight train right through me. And my mom actually came down to the sideline. And she was asking Coach Hassinger to get me out of there because I obviously didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> and meanwhile, my dad's like, "Oh, it's good for him. Let him get his ass kicked." <laughs> like in typical, yeah, in typical dad fashion. So, yeah, like I guess I would have known you from there, Hayden. Uh, but it only would have been like one or two years. And then I knew Mitch just because I was related to him. Uh, I know actually. Now that we're getting into this, like going into middle school. Uh, we had like a middle school open house. If you guys remember that to where you yeah. go and you just like your parents would go with you and you just walked around like the middle school and you got to know where everything was because middle school was when you're really responsible for actually going to where you need to go. So like you would yeah. sit in, you would sit in like the gymnasium or whatever in, in middle school and high school or the cafeteria. And then when the bell rings, you have to know where to go. So they kind of walked us to, where we needed to go and walk us through our schedule and the teachers talked to our parents. And I remember I met Lauren 
Lauren Bidding there. Uh, and Lauren's my second cousin. Uh, but I remember I was talking and I got really close with Lauren in that. And then I think that kind of made, I don't know. Did you know Lauren before that Hayden? Cause we were all kind of close in sixth grade. No, I, I didn't know her before that. So I don't know if that was like us kind of forming like a little group, but yeah. Yeah. I guess transition into yours. Cause I mean, it was just a really yeah. weird, it was just a really weird time for sure. See, I was kind of, kind of privileged to already know a good bit of people. Um, mm-hmm. And it was, it was just because I played a lot of baseball and they had like the all-star teams in little league and stuff. So I like, I like knew John Michael. I knew who Stro- Isaac Strohecker was. I knew who Heath, or yeah, Heath, not Heath, but Hunter Wright was. And, you know, I knew all those kids. So it was, it was kind of easy to transition because I already had familiar faces and I had something I could relate to people with, but uh, it, but obviously as you then transition over, you start to meet new people and you make new friends. And I, I don't remember if I was on the Shire side or not. I, I, I remember like I ran for sixth grade president in uh, Mrs. Mowry's home room. <laughs> and I, and I remember how we had to make the videos. There was like yes. a video oh you had to yes. make. And I made one and I completely forget what it was, but. I was so embarrassed because no one laughed at it, and I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> That's awesome. That's funny. Do you know who won? Who our president was? Uh, I think it was Isaac Strohecker. Huh. I'm pretty sure. I'm not sure exactly. But... Oh my god. Yeah, I do remember those. That's crazy. And then I remember yeah. whenever we left middle school, those videos they were yeah. fire too. The eighth grade video. Do you guys yeah. remember? Uh, do you guys remember Homeroom? Uh, every single yeah. morning, we'd listen to Channel Five News. Yes. And who and was the uh, was We the Tony Kings? Anderson. We the Kings was always oh, featured we on there. Heck yes, Juliet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tony <laughs> Channel Five News. No, I forget. Was Homeroom was based on the alphabet though, and then yes. we went to where yeah. we were at because I think I was in McKelvey's for Homeroom, but I was also in McKelvey's for First Period. I'll so I Clark's. think, yeah, I think it just worked out for me. But I'm pretty sure, yeah, because Mitch and oh D- David Barger, or no, it would have been Chase. It would have been Chase because David was on. David was in Lewistown, but all of us were all sitting together. It's, it's kind of all coming back to me. Mr. McKelvey and his Scooby Bucks. Yeah, and... <laughs> exactly. All that shit. That's so wild. here's a good question for you guys. How were you with the ladies back then? Non-existent. I, uh, I dated Maddie Bratton going into sixth grade for like two years. And then I believe... It was day one of middle school. She broke up with me. Oh, wow. Oh, dude, I'm sorry. Were you heartbroken? Man, I, you know, yeah. you know, I, I, she's married now. She is married. Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I think, I think when you're, it kind of goes back to you're with the same people for five years. So you have to be more, you, you can't really be selective with like who you're around because we were broken up, uh, as in like classes, we were broken up into like different sections. At least we were in elementary school. So we had like this teacher or this teacher the whole way up. And I'm sure you guys were the same, but you were always still with the same group of people for recess. And then obviously once you hit middle school, you had like a B C lunch and like, you were always with like a different group of people. Like it really became reality. And if you think about it, it's actually a really good transition for life the way they do like elementary school to secondary school. So like middle school and high school. 
Like we we they kind of built it up, but we by the end of like middle school we had a lot of responsibility and we kind of became independent, which is why people are always such like not douchebags, but everyone's so weird in middle school because you're finding oh, who you are because no one's holding your hand about everything. You're just being you. Yeah. <laughs> so I think the I think the only reason people knew who I was was because I had a nickname. Yeah. Did the, the teachers call you by Spike? No, but. So Did they know you were Spike, though? Yeah, I think after a while. So it, it was weird for me because when I went to middle school, I nobody really knew I was Spike other than elementary school people. So it actually kind of took a little bit for it to catch on. Mm. Because, Especially since you were in a different section, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so like, no one, Mitch, knew I was Spike. But other than that, it, nobody knew who I was. And then I think... At, as the year caught on, the only reason people started to know me was because, like, oh, yeah, you know, there's a kid named Spike. <laughs> you know, and it, it kind of, and then obviously through high school and now everybody calls me it. But I, I think, I don't really think anybody knew me, but about the girls. So I didn't care. Like, I don't think I started caring about women until I was, like, maybe a junior in high school. And so be, because I didn't care... I was also terrible at talking to them. So anytime there was an awkward situation where like, you know, back then girls would, would send their friends over and their friends would be like, Hey, you know, blah, blah, likes you. What do you think? And I remember I was just always terrible at that. I had no idea what to say. I would come up with just stupid things. I remember, I remember at our first uh, seventh grade dance, um, a girl came up to me and wanted to dance with me. And I knew that she liked me. And I told her that I broke my ankle and I just walked away. Like, no, you didn't. Like, no limp, no limp whatsoever. I just said, yeah, I broke my ankle and just walked away. Oh, my God. So That's the most off. Spike thing ever. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah. Dude, just, just, just think about this evolution of bullshit. <laughs> like, not just, not like, not like falsifying things, but like, look at high school, like the shit we used to say where it was like, I don't know, why can't I go? Oh, I'm I'm doing X Y Z like <laughs> I I feel like that's like such a funny spike thing, <laughs> and you can and you can tell I me mean, like literally she was like will you dance with me and I was like uh I broke my ankle and then just walked away. You guys were probably about to slow dance to Soldier Boy. <laughs> you remember that? Seventh Wait, grade? what? Who was this? What was the girl's name? I, I I'm forget. Not, I'm not gonna name drop. Uh, yeah. no, no name dropping. Okay. I'm not gonna name drop. All right, but, I'm uh, gonna name drop. <laughs> and no, go go right ahead. I remember Spike I is remember, responsible. I'm I'm a responsible adult. Now, I, I the way I think about it is if if these girls are embarrassed by stories in the sixth grade, you know whatever. Well, she really probably she probably deny it. She probably deny it, and then I look like a moron. So <laughs> she can, can I transition. Is, the sad thing is, she probably doesn't even remember. It. I don't even know why I remember this stuff. Well, that that's the same shit I remember. Like. Not not like it's a specific story, and like before you get into that, Hayden, Spike, do you remember our fifth or sixth grade basketball team? Oh my gosh! So my at dad, the YMCA at the YMCA. <laughs> so I, I would get so mad during these basketball games. Yeah. But keep... So so just to give you, <laughs> so my dad was a coach for like this youth basketball league, and Mitch Bargo's dad was also a coach, Brian. So I think Treaster ran the league. Treaster's dad and essentially all these different teams would go around and it was mostly based on area but for like the Indian Valley side it was really like so typically in, in years past from what my dad always said 
Like the people from Reedsville would pick the kids from Reedsville that are out there, unless yeah. like you really wanted to to go out and out and about. So, Mitch Bargo's dad picked Strohecker, J.M. Mitch, Treister, Hunter Wright. It was literally all the good kids at basketball, plus Mitch and Treister. <laughs> yeah. And then our team. So my dad was kind of the the type of person where he just wanted he saw basketball as like a team building experience. It, it's there's no reason to be super crazy competitive in youth basketball. Like nothing really comes from it. So he would literally, he literally took the Reedsville kids and then people that like, not to say nobody wanted, but like he took Matt Murray who yeah. Matt Murray is a very awesome kid, but he, he him, took Matt him. Murray and Matt Murray, Matt Murray scored fun fact. Matt score, Matt Murray scored a basket before I scored a basket. Oh, that, that's really saying like how bad cool. I was at basketball. And was I on your team? I don't think so. I don't think no, you were. It wasn't. I think I, it was like you ghetto and hug and doubler and Dustin and you and Matt Murray. That's all I remember. I, I had Cutter, I was on Cutter some was on team. <laughs> I forget what team I was on. In the I don't remember you ever basketball. playing Hayden. I'm sure you I, obviously you did. I played, I played for one year and hmm. oh, I can't remember who I played with, but I just remember my dad the the game that we played uh Mitch's dad's team my dad was about to get in a fist fight with Treister and Mitch's dad because it was like <laughs> 5 minutes into the first quarter and it was like 25 nothing oh, and no. i know i know spike was getting pissed <laughs> because <laughs> i mean it's just just it's just so hard because when you have teams that are stacked and you also have two coaches that don't really care about fundamentals. They're going straight off of kids' athleticism and like maturity and stuff like that. And they're just saying, "Hey, oh, and, go do that." Yeah, and, and know it too. Mitch's dad, Mitch's dad would have known who the good athletes were because like Mitch was involved in little league baseball and stuff oh, too. Yeah. They literally so, handpicked. Like, he would have easily known who who the best athletes were. They, I wonder how. I wonder how your dad got me. I don't know. That's a really good question. That that's definitely worth asking him because because I I was from Belleville, and yeah. like I'm not like I'm pretty good at basketball. Yeah, I, I remember. I remember that? it. I was on Matt Lutz's team with Chris Lutz as the oh, coach. Oh yeah, we were with Chris yeah. Lutz I, one year. My dad and Chris coached together for one year. But yeah, I I, you were on my team that year. Was I? Yeah, I remember. Yes, that's it. That's definitely what it was. That would, I think that was the year before. Yeah, it was because I I didn't play the next year. Whenever, you know, I, I realized sense. basketball was not my thing. Yeah, that makes sense. Honestly, Spike, though, I don't, I can't think of anyone else from Union. Can you think of anyone from Union that would have played in that league other than JM? No. And, so I and wonder if that's how. It, I wonder if it almost was supposed to be like Reedsville and Belleville, and then Brian took JM. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but <laughs> that's yeah, probably I what remember, happened. I remember my dad had to like drive me like twenty minutes into practice every single time, and it was yeah. just like. It was so weird for me because I knew nobody, but I just kind of, you know. But we knew you were Spike, and you spiked your hair. That not that how you got your nickname? Was it in youth basketball? No, I've had my nickname since I was a baby. They called you Spike since oh. you were a baby? Yes. Oh. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. I used to be tough, apparently. Oh. Huh. Yeah. That's crazy yeah. to think about. <laughs> I, I guess I had I had no, and I had I had naturally spiky hair as like as like a kid too. Gotcha. I thought the story I remember maybe it's like. Obviously, your memory starts to fade, like as you <laughs> go and do more important things than youth basketball. Yeah. But I thought I remember people on the team saying that they called you Spike because you spiked your hair, and you would sweat, and your hair would get spiky. You would like everyone pushed their hair up. I oh yeah, that was. I always thought that was it. But 
I feel like you definitely took, told me that before, though. I took that way too seriously. <laughs> that basketball league or, or the oh nickname my sport? That well, basketball any league. Sport, any sport. Yeah, yeah, but I took that way too seriously. You have not changed whatsoever. <laughs> I would like to believe that Spike is more aware of <laughs> of his surroundings whenever he gets really excited or pumped up about something. And then I'm you really realize he's Spike. I'm really not. <laughs> Whatever I'm feeling at that moment, it's just going to come out. So you better be ready. That's fair. Oh, man. Freaking at our, at our cabin, we were playing beer pong. And I've – trust me, I've been I've been a lot madder. But that was, like, the biggest – because – who were you with, Bub? Yeah. Like, there, there's a certain annoyance. And it's nothing – like, looking back, it's nothing you could have – you should have done differently. Like, I'm I'm – almost as competitive you're definitely a, a notch above me uh and i always think of the uh remember middle school you had like the the wooden peg boards yeah <laughs> that's kind of relating back to because anytime anytime i think of notch in my head i think of that but um like you're you're definitely a notch above me but beer pong especially like no one's like <laughs> no one should be good consistently at beer pong if they don't consistently yeah. play beer pong and I feel like Spike, you never. I mean, did you? You didn't really play in college, like outside of coming to junior added, did you? The very, the very first time I played beer pong was sophomore year of college, and I still didn't drink yet. That's that's what I'm saying. That's the bullshit hmm. that shouldn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> so, and you know, did not miss that night. So I don't. I mean, we could have like an episode of just how competitive I am, and I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I, I think honestly, I should have just played more sports because I could have got it out of my system. <laughs> but like, there is something inside of me that when I play a sport, not only do I want to win, but I want to like embarrass the other person, and that sounds horrible. But like, I want to win that badly, and I don't know what it is. So like in in basketball. If, if someone makes a three-pointer and says something, guess what I have to do? I have to make two or three in a row and then scream even louder. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what mm-hmm. it is, but that that is just like the way I am wired, the way that I like to do things. And I I, pro- I guess I probably should have like played more sports to get that out of my system before <laughs> I like turn 23 and still do it at the YMCA. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so where were we? Um, yeah, Hayden, yeah. how are you with how are you with girls? Like, no, <laughs> yeah, perfect. Okay, so, <laughs> uh, my first middle school girlfriend was Taylor Dietrich, what? and it was it lasted yeah it lasted literally two days. Oh, dude, nice job! Hell it was yeah, like <laughs> it was like I thought I, I asked her out and and she said yes, and then two days later, I think Lauren Bidding delivered the message that she was breaking yeah, up with me. That's how it happens. Aww. Man, that's so sad. And then, because of Lauren Bidding telling me that uh, Taylor Dietrich broke up with me, I grew this infatuation with Lauren, and I had a crush on Lauren literally up until probably freshman year of high school. <laughs> and and uh, yeah, man. But Lauren like became one of my good friends because of that. Like, yeah. she was really nice to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Generally, I've always been shy with with girls. I mean, yeah, I I just like, you know, I'm I get nervous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. just like it's just like uh, 
it depends though. I guess like as I, whenever I got into high school, I got a little more like confidence and then college, I was pretty confident. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> just middle school, man, I, I thought I was so like awkward and, and gross looking that I just, <laughs> I had no confidence whatsoever in my ability to talk to women except, and I think the only time I really talked to women or tried to date girls uh, was in sixth grade. And then seventh and eighth, I just didn't really care. So here's a, here's a question for you guys. And obviously we don't have to get too personal with this and I'd, I'd rather you didn't, mm-hmm. but do you remember going through puberty at all during this time? Like, do you remember? So like I'll, 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 for example, uh, freshman year of high school, I remember I've never sweated so much in my life. And I know that it was a hot, it was a very hot building. Well, yeah. And then you always want to like sprint to the, uh, what were the buildings with AC? Oh, the, the extent yeah the mods. Yeah. The mods, man. Yeah. But, but, but I was, I was definitely going through something then. And I just remember that my armpits just all day long, it didn't matter where I, it doesn't matter if I was in school or if I was at the store or whatever. I mean, I just, I remember that year was so terrible for me because I, I got bad acne. My armpits were just sweating just profusely all day long. Then I remember using like four or five different kinds of uh, deodorants. I was starting to get like facial hair in like weird places on my face. Like it was just ninth grade was probably my worst year. Yeah, I don't I rem- think I oh, just, just re- mine's gonna be quick because I don't really have any sort of recollection, and I don't think I ever really got acne, which is really weird. Um, it wasn't it wasn't like terrible, but it was like the same like it was like a every couple of weeks it would be like three or four in one area. Because there were people in middle school people- that got really really bad acne. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, I never got anywhere. I don't even think I got pimples. And her name was. <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I don't know. It, there were people that had a lot, but I never really had that. I don't really remember like getting in any sort of like phases about like sweating or anything that I'm willing to share at least. So. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Yeah. Um, my, my phase was definitely sweating uh, too. I mean – I, by the end of the day, my seventh period was the mods class for me. And like, I would be drenched in sweat by the end yes. of the day in Indian Valley, especially because it's like, it was like a hundred degrees outside and they didn't have any air conditioning and it was just yeah. fans. It was terrible. It, just, it was terrible. Yeah. And the, I realized I was going through puberty probably whenever I found like my first underarm hair. <laughs> I, I like li- just looked at my underarm and I was like, "Oh, I have like three little hairs." I remember my nipples hurt really bad. <laughs> That's a thing. That's a thing. D- did your nipples actually hurt? Oh yeah, dude. That's a really? thing. Look it up. Yeah, dude. Look it up. Uh, like nipples. <laughs> That's the hurt. hormone monster. Spike, I'm worried. But yeah, dude. Like, I remember. I remember just like like scratching my nipple one time and I almost like screamed in the middle of class how badly it hurt. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, dude. The, I'm telling you. You're lying. I, I don't embargo. Do you think he's telling the truth? I mean, Spike's an astrophysicist. I think you have to believe everything he says. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> That's true. When puberty starts, lots more of hormones are made in your body. It takes a while for your hormone. Blah, 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 blah. They get straight swelling under one or both of the nipples and it can sometimes feel tender or sore. Thank for you. men? For boys. Yeah. 
Wow. Do you think it's because like your like your pecs are developing? I, I think, and I was also <laughs> going through like a, a growth spurt, and like I remember that year, like I could never find shirts that fit me because I was constantly gl- growing, and I think that was another reason why I sweat all the time because my shirts kept getting tighter and tighter, and like, I, I don't know. That ninth grade, it was just oh my gosh, I hated it so much. Uh-huh. Yeah, I will say going into seventh grade and eighth grade football, I had super super bad growing pains for like my shins. Yeah. Where, like I couldn't even practice during like heat acclimation and stuff because it hurt so bad. But yeah, outside of that, and then I became like six foot three. I went yeah. from like yeah. I feel like puberty is wild because you people always joke about like if you go to uh, your cousin's house and you see their kids and you're like oh wow they're growing like a weed like there's no exaggeration there you you no. it could be a month and they're growing two inches like all that stuff happens at once which to oh, me yeah. is wild. It's crazy. So I think that's a good transition. So let's transition from middle school to high school, which I think we can probably remember a lot more. Um, do, do you guys remember? Well, I guess we'll start when we combined, when we combined high schools in 10th mm-hmm. grade. Do you guys remember that at all? Yeah. So my freshman year actually went pretty smoothly. Uh, I remember I had uh, most of my classes with Lauren, and that really made the transition pretty easy just cause she was already one of my best friends. So it was easy to kind of get used to that. But like, it, <laughs> I remember all we did was talk in Mr. Shoemaker's math class and <laughs> we would get in trouble all the time because we weren't paying attention. Um, that's Spike's uncle. Yeah. Hello. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, Hello. uh, before the combat, like before we combined schools and for those who don't know, like we, we started off as two separate high schools, Lewistown and Indian Valley and combined into one County school. Um, but before we combined, I, nothing really changed for me. I had the same friends I had from middle school into ninth grade. The only difference was that I quit football for my freshman year. Do you remember that Bargo? I do. And Mitchell center. Yeah. I didn't play football. Yeah, my freshman year. And I I don't know if I regret it or not. I kind of regret it because I knew I would have like played a lot, but yeah, you you would have been a tank, honest to god. Yeah, and I feel like it would have prepared me better for like high school like then whenever I played the next year. And I feel like I would have had more of a name name for myself. Did and you do pr- fall ball? Like yeah. like you is that why you didn't do it? You played baseball? Yeah, I played uh, a little bit of fall baseball. And mm-hmm. what was interesting, though, is there was a lot of people that were playing football, too, that also played fall ball. So it was kind of weird that, huh. like, I would see these people that were playing football at the same time. But, uh, yeah, that, that kind of made the transition into high school kind of sucky because then I lost all my football, like, guys. like were the, I remember the one guy that I talked to the most was Gage Bumgarner. And he was he was the one that consistently like stayed my friend my freshman year on the fo- like from the football team you know what I mean mm-hmm. so yeah but just not playing football going into my freshman year I think that had a big impact on my life and and everything so yeah I think with from going to middle school to high school everyone expects like you guys ever watch ned's declassified survival guide love that show that's such such a great show and i think that was the expectation of what i thought high school was going to be like and it wasn't like that at all what i will say is there were a hell of a lot more fights in high school at least our freshman year yeah there were in in middle school oh yeah dude i remember 
we would always sit in the gym up in the bleachers, and I I distinctly remember oh, before, two or th- before before merging, school. yeah, before school, yeah, and I and I remember distinctly two or three like really bad fights that happened in that time period, uh, and then I know when we went to when we combined schools playing football, and Hayden, you played sophomore year too, everyone expected, especially within the football team, Lewistown was not a good football program at least that year, um, based on like their seniors and juniors. Now they had some good kids coming up. They would have been good. I mean, you had Craig Heidley, uh, you had Saxton, and then you also had, um, what's his name? Kurt Jerzerick. So they would have had a really good squad, but a lot of the juniors and seniors, when, when you're not a very good team, you have a lot of underclassmen playing. And then when Indian Valley and Lewistown combined, there were a lot of, there were obviously half of the of the spots that they would have been with two separate teams so you had a lot of competition that being said I remember there was a lot uh Hayes really brought us together coach Hayes was awesome and rest in peace yeah rest in peace he's a great guy and then he he obviously coached at Juniata uh beforehand and afterwards too for the offensive line but when Hayes is our when I was our head coach he did a lot to bring the county together and there was not any sort of bickering fighting that went like past what you would expect from a football program. Bargo, can I interrupt you real quick? Sure. I just want to give a big rabbit flight for tattletailing on Coach Hayes, but that's <laughs> that's yeah. just my input. No, I'm, I'm with you. I don't want to get too into that, but essentially Hayes lost his job because of someone who wasn't getting playing time upset with, with him. And yeah, it was that was a big – everyone knew who did it and why, like not necessarily why they did it, but I mean – there were one of two people it could have been, and, and I think we all knew it was him. But anyway, uh, Coach Hayes did a lot to like bring everyone together, and there weren't as many fights as we expected. And I I also remember that was like David Yale, uh, Fowler. Uh, there were a few guys on the Lewistown side, like Zach Peach yeah. and all those guys. And I remember there was Cole a Wellum. Cole Wellum. I remember there was a uh, a news like a local news piece on our football team. And I, I just remember that being the coolest thing ever. It's like, oh, I know these guys. Like, yeah, do you remember when they came to our two-a-day practice? Yeah, that, that's what I'm and talking about. And we broke about. down I mean, in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that awesome. Was awesome. And I, I'm pretty sure that still exists out there. I could probably pull that up. Yeah, it does. I, I look at it every once in a while just to mm-hmm. like, reminisce. Mm-hmm. But that was a really good time. But then going into actual high school, I expected there to be a lot of fights too. And I don't think there were either. Like we had the few uh, – remember that dude that transferred in uh, – Robbie, Robbie, Robbie Kulak, Rob, Robbie Kulak, yeah. yeah, yeah, and 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 who was it? Mason Yetter that went up yeah. and just oh he kicked destroyed his him. <laughs> Remember, it was like on our backs too. Like we <laughs> yeah. were, I we was were right I was there. facing the other way, but it was right on my back, and I thought yeah. I, for sure I was getting hit with a chair. Oh yeah, and there were there was a there was a literal. It's like someone shot a deer. From when he went to the office, from up in the cafeteria, yeah. it looked like someone shot and dragged the deer with how much he was bleeding. Yeah. Which is he had braces too. Insane. That's what was really crazy. Yeah. Is he, his uh, like gums were just destroyed. Jeez, oh, yeah. But no, I, that my expectations of high school weren't really the same. I don't really remember in terms of puberty, like your body changing. I don't really remember that being like so much of a, as a factor uh, as opposed to like us just continuing to grow up and find who we are and continuing to I don't want to say necessarily like shrink our friend group uh but really find like the types of people we want to be around and knowing that like we want to be with other successful people people that have positive outlooks and and I think that was a really good 
we, we really found who we, who we wanted to be with. And that's, I mean, senior year, I don't want to <laughs> jump the gun too much, but senior year, uh, Hey, do you want to talk about how you really found your way into our little group? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to give the ex-girlfriend story, huh? Yeah. Give the ex-girlfriend story. Okay. So, um, I had a, a pretty good relationship with a girl for about a year. Uh, going in from junior year into senior year. So senior year, my girlfriend and I didn't have anywhere to sit for lunch um, because we kind of kept to ourselves. I mean, I, once I got a girlfriend, I just kind of didn't stop hanging out with people. And, you know, it just kind of separated me from everyone else. Uh, so obviously, this is where you guys step in. You guys accept us into your friend group's table. Which we had a vote, and let me just say it was close. But keep going. Along with, <laughs> along with Allison Sheets. <laughs> now here's here's the question. Here's the she question. Came out of nowhere. Was it was it close because of me or because of the girlfriend? It wasn't. We didn't have a vote. I'm kidding. I was gonna say I, I don't think this is a real thing. <laughs> no. Oh, I thought it was. I thought no, it for sure no, it was. you're good. I mean, you guys were pretty close, so it wouldn't have surprised me if you had a vote about it. Mm-hmm. But uh, so we sat there and. Close to Christmas time, my girlfriend and I separated, and it wasn't a pretty separation. Sounds like you guys were married. <laughs> it pretty much might as well have been at the yeah, time. It was as ugly as a divorce in terms of what I saw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, so there was a lot behind the scenes that you guys probably don't know about, but it doesn't really matter now in the past. But so – how I get into you guys is be into becoming one of you guys' best friends is during this time of separation, my ex-girlfriend wouldn't leave the lunch table and it made for some very awkward situations uh, at that lunch table. And I'm sure you guys can add to that. I just uh, remember, I just remember like I knew you guys broke up. And I remember we were all sitting there, you know, just enjoying our time because we all got lucky in that we all had the same lunch together mm-hmm. and we knew you guys broke up. So I think we were just expecting you guys to kind of just like not be there or just like only one of you come back. So you Hayden. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you both just like kept sitting with us and we're like, aren't you guys broken up or something? And you guys kept sitting with us, and we're just like, what is happening here? And then every single lunch, you guys would just fight. And I remember whoa, after a while... Whoa, 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 whoa. What? I w- would try not to fight. Oh, no, she would definitely bring stuff up. I mean, she was mean. <laughs> the way I remember it, so... <laughs> I don't even say after a few times. I feel like after... Because all of us knew when you two broke up. Like, yeah. within... within a, a school day and i feel like the conversations because we used to come from cad i think like me and noah and mitch at least spike you weren't in cad were you no i think i was coming from like english or Mad. something yeah like english you know mrs yeah. loves english class yeah yeah so we were coming from cad and i know like that day we were like i wonder what hayden and rabbit are gonna do because they're, there's no way they're gonna sit together yeah and believe it or not we get down there and and you're there and we didn't expect her to be there and she was there and uh <laughs> and it was funny because almost immediately i remember i looked at spike and i was like get ready for this it was like after like some bickering or whatever 
and I flipped the phone. I had my phone <laughs> and I flipped my phone upside down after I started recording. And I still have all those videos somewhere where it was just, yeah. and when Hayden, when you describe, watch the uh, name how, dropping. Yeah, no, I know. I'll, I'll bleed that out. I already, I already thought about that. But okay. when you and your ex-girlfriend, um, initially started like, I don't even want to say bickering whenever that, that situation started, it was literally. It started. Always... It started as like she started to bring stuff up, and I'd be like, "Rather flake." I don't want. Or, oh, oh, oh look, you did it. Got to bleep that out. Got to bleep that out. Oh, I'd be like, I'd be like, ex girlfriend. I am. I don't want to talk about it right now. I would say, like, remember, I'd repeat that. I'd be like, I don't want to talk about it right now. I don't want to talk about it right now. And I was visibly upset. I. Oh yeah. I mean, I was crying. But she, yeah, it was just, uh, it was a rough time. But continue about the recording. Well, I, I, I was just going to really echo what you were saying to where it was literally her saying things that would piss you off and you would respond in such a good way. Like she would say like, oh, are these not my friends either? Why do you want me to leave? Blah, blah, blah. And you're like, please, will you just stop? And it was just this constant stream. And I remember, and I noticed in the background of the video, uh, Jared would be like, come on, Scrappy, stop it. <laughs> yeah, because that was her nickname. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and just a bunch of us would start like obviously talking about something to try to move it away, but in like a really stupid way. Like, I feel like it'd be me or Spike being like, would you believe how nice it is outside today? <laughs> yeah, I definitely see <laughs> what, what I couldn't that. believe, though, is when this was all going on, we sat near the windows, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The side tables. And teachers were right there the whole time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they just sat. You can't tell me they didn't hear that. Oh, like yeah, they, they definitely it, did. Unless they were completely oblivious. Like, they had to have heard her screaming at me. I mean, it was screaming. <laughs> And they were probably like, "Hey, check this out! <laughs> Come watch oh, this." Yeah, was, yeah. Future, I would, I would like, do that too. I, yeah, me too. And it was just, and I understand where it stemmed. Okay, so whenever we did break up, I was not hesitant to tell people why, you know, mm-hmm. and and it wasn't a good reason why. I'm not going to put her on blast on the on the podcast, but I wasn't afraid to say like, yeah her and I broke up because of this and she didn't like the fact that I would, would openly tell people why and she would come to me and say so and so said you said this blah 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 and, you know and I would just be like not now not right now and I would just like kind of shrink in a shell mm. um but after that uh we finally the that what were they semesters? What is that? What you call period, them? marking period? Marking period. That marking period came to an end, and we still had the same lunch <laughs> the next marking period. And luckily, I came up to you guys and said, "Can, can I sit with you guys?" And you guys all kind of—I feel like you guys were hesitant about it at first. We were not. And I will say no. that that's a good transition, though, because—and and this might sound like arrogant towards our friend group—but I thought our friend group was awesome in the way that, like. Oh, yeah. We weren't, we, we had a lot of friends outside of like the core friend group, but we weren't the stereotypical, like popular friend group that were just, you know, a-holes to everybody else. Yeah. We I, I think we nice. saw, yeah, I think we saw how people treated other people or how people treated us. Cause we weren't like, even going into high school, none of us were quote unquote, the cool kids. So yeah. I feel like we all be, we all got like this 
a little bit of like. But we got along with the quote unquote cool kids. That's what I. That's what I mean. Is it like we we all had our like our separate friend groups, but then we kind of combined into like our own core. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like by no means were we a cool group. (laughs) No, but like I had the I had like the Belleville crew. And I had robotics. Yeah, like we all had our separate friend groups, but at the same time, like our core friend group. I, I, I don't know. Like I thought, I thought we were the actual definition of popular in that because mm-hmm. popular these days is like, it, it, you know what I mean, like jocks and stuff like that. When, when, but pop, that's not what popular is. Popular means that everybody knows you, and I felt like everybody did know us and, and respected us and liked us and wants to be yeah. friends with you because and we're that, kind of. That's overrun. really interesting that you said that. Like. After my girlfriend and I did break up, like the amount of support I got was very surprising. You know what I mean? Like people that I didn't know, like were actually respected me as a person, like would come up to me and like ask how I was doing and talk to me about things. And people don't realize how much that meant to me. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. if you were one of those people and you're listening, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. (laughs) Yeah. You guys included, (laughs) but like, it's just, it's crazy how, we all came together at in our senior year and like we that friend group was i mean that was the best one of the best years of my life post uh like winter like mm. after after like i i was having a rough year my senior year but after that winter happened and we all started being friends and we all started hanging out all the time man it, like life got better i don't know about you guys but it felt mm. better like for everybody i will say this that now that and i know we're kind of jumping all over the place but i think it's good now that we're we're older and now that we're all 22 23 years old i think i've really started to understand how fake high school was and not in the sense that like the friendships that you made or you know the memories that you made were fake but the whole social status of it all look how much it matters now everybody that we thought was cool and who we wanted to be like, I'm not trying to be a jerk here, but I, I think I made it out probably better. Yeah. You know what well, I mean? Yeah. Do you guys ever hear that song, uh, High School Never Ends by Bowling yeah, for Bowling Soup? For Soup. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I, I get where you're coming from there to where it doesn't – how what your status was in high school has no correlation to really no. who you are now. But, of course, you don't understand that when you're that age. Right. Exactly. And, and that's, that's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah. But but to me, like looking at in the grand scheme of things, it's funny how much of like work and granted I'm I'm in a program where I have a lot of peers that are supposed to be friends, but they're also like at the same time you know that it's during work hours. Like it, it's funky to me how much work in industries also like high school to where there's mm-hmm. the popular people. It's not necessarily the same type of the popular people are the architects and the directors that bust to their asses and in school and, and working every day. It's not like the guy that got the girl, but that type of dynamic is still existent. But you're right. The, the people that, that got the girl or were jerks to people and, and people, I mean, looking back, the, the people that were necessarily that were labeled as cool didn't really do cool things. <laughs> no, they didn't. And, and I think, I didn't really notice this until until I actually started like going to the bar back home and you just realize how much it didn't matter. Right. And how much, you know, what sport you played or if you started didn't matter. 
or mm-hmm. what, what friend group you had didn't matter. And like, I, I know that's not like, you know, an enlightening thing to say, but when you actually live it and you experience how much the, so like how much, how much, th- you know, effort and thought and care you put into all those years just didn't matter. Like, again, I'm not saying that the memories aren't there, but we, we didn't have to put that much effort into it. I don't know. I, I feel like I'm talking a circle, but you guys know what I mean? I, I just real quick, I got to give a shout out to Evan Popo and Alex Popo because I com- for some reason completely skipped them out of my life in that segment. They were <laughs> two of my best friends and they, I, I still consider them two of my best friends. And when we talk, we pick up right where we were. So, um, but I, I know exactly what you mean, Spike. It's like, I personally don't like I, a lot of my memories from high school and middle school and everything, like just kind of faded away in the past, like four years of college. It just like, except like for this time I spent with you guys, like none of that even matters to me. And like, it's just in the grand scheme of things, life is better now. And living in the now is more important to me than like worrying about what happened in the past. Mm. If that makes any sense. Yeah. So to kind of get some, some insight on this and to kind of come, not necessarily to a conclusion, but here's kind of my stance. So, I think that if you noticed, our friend group for the most part has stayed pretty consistent from high school. Yeah. So whoever your best friends were in middle school might not actually apply because I feel like high school, you're exposed to so many different kinds of people that you know the kinds of people that you want to be around and you know like who you, you can be picky in high school to where you want to be friends with. I want to be friends with Spike and Hayden. I want to be friends with, no, I want to be friends with Jared. Like, and that stuff has, has still come. And over four years of college, you guys are still two of my best friends, which, which really shows the maturity level between high school and college and even moving up. We're always going to be really good friends. Whereas like elementary school, middle school, doesn't necessarily matter because the scope is so small. That being said, I feel like life in general, a lot of the things you do on the day to day that seems really important and that you stress out to make things work or or things meet, especially in work at the end of the day, doesn't really matter. (laughs) And, And that's kind of a common theme to where you put so much energy and attention into, into things like I can think in elementary school, uh, in fourth grade, we had a teacher named Mr. Fisher, and it was the same thing McKelvey did in sixth grade, where if you did good in class, you got these things called hucklebuckles and sales bucks, and you at the end of the at the end of the year, whatever money you had, you could buy prizes. So you could have been the best student in the world and got the most amount of yeah. money, and you won a stuffed animal. D- did all that matter? No, it was an experience. And and who knows? There might be things that we spend a lot of time on. Like we don't know where the podcast is going to go. That yeah. might have been something like the amount of time that we've spent on on doing all this. Maybe five, ten years from now, it doesn't matter. But it, it's like really about the connections and the people you meet, and and really the authenticity of everything is really like my big takeaway on on really the outlook on life, <laughs> as, as broad as that sounds. And I remember distinctly, and you know, this is something personal with me, but I, I like sharing it on the podcast just so people can feel close to us and feel like we're genuine. I remember my biggest struggle, you know, through high school and even early in the college was 
I always wanted to be that athlete and I felt that I could have been, but Mm -hmm. I, for some reason I I quit baseball. I never played football, even though I thought I could have played football. I probably should have kept playing basketball. And for some reason that just like just festered in my mind. And so Mm -hmm. I found myself constantly rooting against people because I thought I was better than them. And now it seems so silly because it, it, it doesn't even matter. Like it all the people matter. that played sports then, they're not even playing sports now, you know, mm-hmm. five years later. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know, like my, you know, all the parents tell us this, but of course we have to experience it for ourselves. But I, I don't know. I, I just remember that was like a huge problem to me. And it's just amazing how little time passes and it doesn't even matter anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The, the biggest takeaway from sports for me were just the connections And definitely, like you said, like I know going into senior year, I got some playing time junior year of high school football and going into senior year, I feel like all parents have this mentality that if you're putting all this time into your kids and your parent and your kids are going and lifting and, and conditioning and doing all these like spring practices and all the practices in the fall that you start to think they're a better athlete and a better potential than they are. And I know we went to this uh, big man 30 on 30 competition and it was in like Philly or something. And my dad was super stoked about it. And I got like one of the top 30. And honest to God, I don't know how I did it. Um, but like even like from that to senior year to being able to be good enough to play in college, which at the D3 level, like Hayden, you can attest to this. There were a lot of people on our team that I was surprised that played high yeah. school football. Like there were a lot of kids that you really can play a D3 sport you know at what any sort of really level. killed my I'll tell you what really hurt my spirit with the D3 football thing um not to like shit on D3 football because I think mm-hmm. anyone who dedicates themselves to something is like doing something good right um whenever we got there and there were people that we'd talk to and they'd say oh yeah I never played football before so but I mm-hmm. I joined you know, yeah. that like, they yeah. kind of, and there were only did, two of those, but yeah. Yeah. That, but still just those two, like <laughs> right. killed spirit, like a little mm-hmm. bit. It was like, do they really give a shit about me? Then? Right. <laughs> like, you know? Well, yeah. And looking back to kind of following that trend, like, like Spike said, like uh, things that really don't matter, but at that time you're so into it. And I know like once I hit college, realistic realism set in to where I'm at a D3 school I'm wanting to farther my academics and also play football, and I don't regret any of that. But at the same time, I didn't expect to go anywhere football-wise, right? I don't think a lot of D3 athletes, I think people expect before they go in because at that point in the recruiting process, you're so hyped up by everyone because they just want numbers. Not necessarily, Mm -hmm. they might see potential in you, but more more than anything, they want numbers because when when small D3 colleges are are able to have enough numbers to rotate people and do scout teams, their good players Mm -hmm. get better. So it is really such a numbers game. But in uh, Mrs. Hassinger's entrepreneur class, we had to do all these different uh, documents. And one of them, and I vividly remember this, and I still have it on my desktop, it was essentially where you see yourself in five years, kind of like outlining college. And then it also like linked into like your expenses because it was a financial and an entrepreneurship class. And one of the things was, and, and again, it's just hilarious to look back at this, was in five years, I was going to be a two-time All-American at Juniata College, 
where we won three national championships after <laughs> after our first year after our first year going six and four and really underperforming for the amount of people we had and like looking back at that and seeing like how much you were really into something and and t- being able to t- take a step back and look from a high level and say holy crap that that's not realistic that's not who I am like and, and by no means am I saying shoot low but the amount of time and attention you can put into things that, that really are meaningless in terms of, and again, I'm, <laughs> I, I want to reiterate that I'm not saying football didn't matter because I wouldn't go back and not put that time in because at the end of the day, it was all about the relationships, the connections, the friends yeah. that I got out of those, that type of program. But the actual sport, I feel like a lot of like the, the team sports and things like that, at the end of the day, it's, it's not what matters. Yeah. <laughs> and we keep talking yeah. about what doesn't matter, but, but I think that, that's yeah. really important. So, part though. Yeah. Yeah. So let me get a little deep here. Oh, here we go. This is what, this is why I wanted to go ahead. All right. So I do want to issue an apology. Oh boy. Uh, I'll start off with spike spike. Whenever I got to college, um, we, I felt, and I still feel as if I should have, talk to you more and communicated with you more because you, you were clearly struggling with the transition and I feel like it would have made it easier for you if like your high school buddies would have stayed more in contact. And I know Bargo, you and I have talked about that before of oh, yeah. like, how we, we should have probably talked to you a lot more. Well, real uh, quick, real quick. Yeah. I will say that the reason why it was tough. So, I, I got my first girlfriend when I was a senior in high school and alluding back to what I said about my middle school days about not caring about women. I still didn't care about women until junior year of high school. So by the time I got a girlfriend, I had never done anything. And so I was so like, so behind in the dating scene that I was so immature in that area. So that when I went to college, my freshman year, I just didn't handle it. Well, I completely shut out for like making any new friends at Penn State Altoona whatsoever. So I'll take part blame there because <laughs> I I was so like I was just a baby in like dating women that I didn't know. Just like, a baby. Women. You had no idea. You, you know had no I mean, idea though? you could go out and make friends and have a girlfriend. Because because if you think about it, what what most people did was they had like, you know, dumb relationships in middle school that you know only lasted a few but but you got used to talking to people and then high school was a little bit more you might have dated like you know two people a year or something like that no i did nothing of the sort yeah until senior year of high school when i was 18 and you dove head first dove head first and yeah. and yeah so i was just but anyways i appreciate that keep going um so my second apology goes to mr vargo himself um so after i quit football my sophomore year I always had this, uh, I guess you could say, pissed off mentality towards you um, because I felt as if you were like turning your back on me. Mm -hmm. Um, And in reality, I was turning my back from everybody else a lot. And it was like I was like kind of shutting myself out of like you guys would always like do things, but. Like because I wasn't in the football loop anymore, I didn't know certain things were going on. Mm-hmm. But even if I would have showed up, like you guys, like you would have, like still, like 
hung out with Welcome me a lot. Welcome with open arms. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I, I didn't really think of it as that. Like, I, I felt like I deserved an invitation. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I always think, like, I was really upset with you for mm-hmm. <laughs> junior year, a little bit into senior year. And then towards the end of senior year, we started hanging out a lot more. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> junior, junior year and, like, because we had sophomore year where we literally saw each other every day because right. we lived together. Right. In and that, that, little room. that probably didn't help it either because yeah. our, our situation that year was not good. I mean, yeah. you think about all the different things that transpired in that year. I lived directly with Aldo, which, God yeah. forbid. You, <laughs> you guys directly. did not work. <laughs> we did not work, and Aldo, Aldo will agree with that too. You lived directly with Orndorff. That did not work. <laughs> Brittany went abroad for a semester that after we started work. dating. That did not work. <laughs> there, there were a lot of things that, that really specifically affected me, and I wasn't my best person. And Spike got mm-hmm. some of that too junior year. Um, yeah, and I obviously regret a lot of that, but I'm not good with conflict. And I think you guys know that. So whenever I'm, whenever I have like two paths to go through and I'm really pressured to go one way or the other, I just kind of turn my back and walk the other way. And I'm not like that with a lot of things, but with relationships, I'm, I'm not specifically like dating relationships, but like friendships, relationships, I'm, I'm totally like that. And I've been getting better at that, but so like Hayden, I had heard of, I had heard that you weren't happy, and the the my my stance now, and it, it's still how I am, is that, like you said, we always wanted you to be there, and it's not like sometimes like we'd be at the lunch like lunch table and stuff, and there'd be a lot of like inside talk, and that ju- that's just because football is football is a lifestyle, and I don't want yeah. that to sound like arrogant, yeah. but when you're practicing three hours a day you're, you're pushing three hours with these people. And I didn't really necessarily allocate time to go out of my way and hang out with you because I kind of expected it with after sophomore year where we saw each other all the time yeah. and, and we didn't necessarily like find that time, but it's one of those things where in college you feel so busy and, and are you really busy? Not all the time. Um, <laughs> a lot of time you're taking naps and especially with sports, there's, there's a lot of things that you just you just want to relax and have like me time and just put yourself in a shell and so I mean I I had a lot of different things going on, but I definitely wish I would have spent more time like with you and, and obviously like we're obviously back to where we are because oh, we're yeah. all together and we're all doing this and I'm I couldn't be happier with yeah, man. with how our relationships have come but I mean I, mean, I think I think the the like the what were you gonna say? Sorry, I was just gonna say, Hayden, you were very instrumental in in mending my relationship with Spike because I was very much so turning my back on that, and that was all based off a of hearsay, as opposed mm-hmm. to actual fact. And that's again, I don't, I didn't reach out, so yeah. that's something it, I wish I would have done. But it was a lot of, I mean, I think what's good about our time where we didn't communicate as much is that whenever we came back together, we had so much to like discuss you know what i mean that is true and so i'll like, tell you not not straying too much away from like the high school middle school thing but i would definitely love one of my favorite times mm-hmm. was after our freshman year and our sophomore year where we would come back and it was remember our, our freshman year so we we drank a little bit in senior year but after our freshman year and i, and I don't think you drank at that point spike but yeah. after our freshman year there were so many stories that we all had about everything. And I remember we would go to Jared's and shoot basketball 
We'd go to Noah's. We'd have poker night. Yeah. We'd hang out at my dad's house. We'd have all sorts of different things that we would go and do. And that was the best because it was like we're taking all these experiences in our own individual ways and lumping them and, and really explaining them and, and coming together with our high school friends who are still our, our really good friends. So I, I love I loved all those times. But No, yeah. yeah. I did want to ask you guys a quick question, then we can wrap it up. But did you ever I, I sometimes find myself doing this sometimes. Do you ever like try to think about how a certain friend became your friend and you can't freaking think how it became and it kind of annoys you? Huh. No. You've never thought about that? Like, huh, I wonder how we became friends. And you think about it and you're like, you know what? I can't even remember. I, I don't know. I mean, like, yeah, so so for example, you have an example. Yeah. Yeah. For example, like Hayden, obviously we remember that because it was senior year. Like it's not, it's not like, I mean, it it is, you know, five, six years ago, but at the same time, like it was easy to remember. Yeah. Bargo. I just remember knowing who you were. Yeah, and that's it. And that's it. That that's really, 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 really weird. Like thinking about what, that. Isn't wasn't it Rudd? Wouldn't it have been Rudd that brought you guys together? I don't. But think like, so. no. I just you know what I mean. Like I'm trying yeah. to think, and it's you know there are certain friends like that where I'm just like I try to think about it. I try and think about the earliest times, and I remember, and I can't remember it. I can't remember like what. You know, obviously, it's not like a we looked into each other's eyes and we realized we'd be friends forever. But <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> you guys no, didn't kiss and make out. Well, I had three of those. But anyways, Spike, uh, we did that in the parking lot when we became friends. Yeah, I was like, dump your girlfriend. You're like, all right, I'll get in fights with her at the lunch table when we make out. But... <laughs> Parker, you really do have to bleep those. The names oh, I out. know, and it's gonna be so much editing work. Oh, but no, God. like, like. I, <laughs> I, I try to think about that sometimes and just like you and my barter, like I, I honestly can't think, I can't remember how, like, because, because think about it. We've been friends now since like middle school mm-hmm. and we've been best friends for a long time and we're going to be in each other's weddings and all that. And I try and think like, how did that start? And I can't think of it. And it sucks kind of. Be- because I mean, like going back to the roots, we were on the same basketball team together where we weren't great friends. No. We were on uh uvu together <laughs> but like how did we start that you know what i, I mean? don't know that i mean it very it very well could have been rudd who knows i i, I really have no idea but yeah because i mean you think about it i knew who you were in middle school but you guys were it was you maddie mitch and noah that were all, from our friend group that were all I, in the other section i honestly and can't even were think, in the other one so. i honestly can't even think about how i became friends with them either yeah, like if Wait, you think about who? it, we all came from we all came from like separate kind of, and then somehow all meshed into a group, and I don't understand how that happened. It, man, life works in mysterious ways. So like Brock, for example. Yeah. Like, do you, do you ever think about just how quickly time flies by? Me and Brock, senior year, he thought I was freaking annoying, because we had <laughs> we had culinary arts together, and I just took that class as such a freaking joke. and And brock was there's no way brock was really into culinary arts but he also he also like was kind of quiet and didn't say much and i remember i just talked about the most not just like nonsense the entire time and say the stupidest stuff ever oh my god i'm almost in tears thinking about how serious brock took culinary arts (laughs) 
and you can see his face. <laughs> with I'm picturing him with one yep. of the chef's hats on. Like, yep. And you can see <laughs> me just like talking yeah. behind him, telling him. <laughs> oh Who was your teacher? It was your... Uh, Mrs. Matthews. Mrs. Matthews is talking about cooking something, and, and Brock just goes, "Yeah." <laughs> and that, but but my point was like. We go from that and him thinking I was so annoying to all of a sudden, like, I'm in his wedding. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. in a span of four years. Yeah, and I feel like our, our high school schedules played a big part into that. Like, I bet yeah. if Hayden wouldn't have had the same lunch as us, we wouldn't have been. I mean, I'm sure we would be, but it wouldn't have been at that point, right? No. Because, yeah, I mean, mean did, isn't that how you kind of got in, like, talking to us, really, was because you yeah. done our lunch table? Because I, uh, my girlfriend and I needed a place to sit, and, <laughs> and you know, we had, to, we had to sit at somewhere, and we just said, hey, can we sit here, and, you know, that, and that was that it. worked out. That was that. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, of high school lunches, real quick, I got to give a shout out to my Aunt Gloria, so... I don't know if you guys remember this, but uh, we had a bunch of different lines, and one of the lines was the chicken patty line. Mm-hmm. So Gloria would give me – every Wednesday we had spicy chicken, but I would always get three sandwiches. And I was also – my parents divorced, and I was on like that – whatever the, the reduced discount lunch is. Yeah. So I would have like all this extra money to play around with. So I would take a plate from the salad bar, and I would fill it with lettuce. And then I would take the buns off my chicken and throw it away. And I would put I would put the chicken patties under all the lettuce. And on, on, on Fridays and Thursdays, whenever there were extra spicy chicken from Wednesday, Gloria would save them for me. But I would always get three chicken patties every day for lunch, which explains why I looked the way I did. <laughs> but literally, the, the cashier, one of them's uh, Tish's partner. I forget her name. But... Uh, she always gave me the weirdest look. Like, why is this guy just getting a plate full of lettuce? <laughs> <laughs> and I and I would love to I would love to know what people's thought process were was because looking back at those kind of things, those were the kind of days where you thought you were getting away with something, but and they you could really eat, yeah, and you really weren't, and they just didn't care. Like if you were a teacher and you saw a kid like stealing a cookie, <laughs> like yeah. is that really the biggest deal in the world? Like, are you gonna really do anything about it? So. I would, that's one of those things I would, I would love to see. But do you guys, do you guys remember how irritated Mitch would get at me for getting fruit shoots? Fruit he didn't shoots. like that. Oh my I would, God. I would get, I would get like two or three of those a day. Just yeah. to them off. <laughs> I, I like, I liked them, but oh my gosh, I remember just getting those and just like putting it down right in front of him and just kind of like sniffing and just waiting to see what he would do. Do you guys remember uh, in in my CAD class there were a lot of things that we did to Mitch in high school. Uh, one of them was, so he took calc and he didn't like calc and he didn't do any work for calc. So he had to drop calc. <laughs> oh, and in boy. two, in two weeks he had to do alpha math or he, he had like a few months, but he waited until the very end to do his math course. <laughs> so essentially it's this online math course that he just has to go and do He just didn't do it. And I mean, Mitch, Mitch wouldn't deny any of that. No, he wouldn't. So, so the deadline, let's say it was June 1st is like before we got out. I went in, this is like early computer, like when this was kind of a cool thing. And I guess it was still surprising people, but you can go in and, and inspect element and Google oh, Chrome yeah. and, and change like things on a web page without it actually changing. So I changed the due date on the Mifflin County school district page to be a week before. And I was like, <laughs> Mitch, is your alpha math due like the end of this week? 
He's like, nah, it's due May or June 1st. And I was like, no, dude, look. He's like, oh my God, I haven't started it yet. (laughs) So so that was one of my favorite things. And another one of my favorite things was, uh, remember that girl that sat at the table beside us that was more so for people that needed other special assistance? Do you guys remember who I'm talking about? Yes. 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 So she kept sending me messages through school email because we had school email that no one used. Saying yeah. like, hey, I think you're cute. I like you. Yeah. And I remember I, I replied to that and I said, I think you're thinking of my cousin, Mitch. Here's his number. <laughs> and and she started texting Mitch. And when Mitch found out about it, <laughs> we were all dying. And, and he was like, dude, wh- what am I going to do? I was like, well, you can't be mean to her. Like she, no. she needs to have help. And he was like, oh, well, what if I can find her a boyfriend? And I was like, okay, go for it. So he sends her a text and says, Hey, Clayton Kokenderper is looking for a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> so she started emailing Kokenderper. And at oh, that point, we were all in CAD together and we were all friends. And he thought it was hilarious. But oh my gosh, that, that kind of stuff is the stuff that you never forget about. That and looking at Sea uh, Lot, how it was always all the trucks. Oh, and we always, in. Yeah, we were always the cars that weren't that were in C lot that didn't back in and weren't trucks. (laughs) So you had a lot, B lot and then C lot and C lot for like three fourths of it was all trucks. And they always backed in at the beginning of every day. They always like rev their engines and (laughs) and thought their car, their trucks were super cool. And then it'd be my Jeep, Hayden's car, (laughs) Spike's car. My great escape. Yeah. Your great escape. Yeah. I remember there were a few times where I'd go by and I'd put my car in neutral and try to rev it past them. (laughs) Do you remember, uh, I think it was a bear or no, it wasn't a bear. It was Kyron. Uh, with Mr. Donaldson. Oh yeah. <laughs> he just completely like burned out with Mr. Donaldson and he got caught. He's like, I can't believe they got me. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> like you don't know who the car is registered. Well, to. they were the reason that teachers would go to the parking lot and like mm-hmm. pay yeah. attention. Like that was so irritating. Like you couldn't go d- and do fun things in the parking lot because teachers were there to make sure they didn't rev their engines. Yeah, we would still throw a football there, though, which was pretty cool. Oh, my gosh. Every yeah, single that was day, fun. we would all just throw football. I, and, then, yeah, it was crazy. I love those times. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. I know. Um, so, I guess, is there anything you guys really want to add on to that? I mean, we could we could do, like, 18 episodes of this just talking about our <laughs> Yeah, we could talk past. for another two hours, probably. Mm-hmm. You guys yeah, good, easily. though? Yeah, I'm good. Let's wrap so, it up. So, I know, that, I know that we got pretty personal here, and we told our own personal stories, and you know, people who don't know us or even do know us and they just don't care. Um, I know that might've been like not difficult to listen to, but you know, you can't relate to it, but I hope you can relate to it in, in your own personal lives. Just, you know, what to take away, you know, the memories do matter, but at the same time, like the social aspect doesn't. Mm-hmm. And you know, that, that was, that was a good lesson. That was a good lesson for me. It was a good lesson probably for you guys. Right. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And remembering what a fruit shoot is is really important too. Dude, remembering <laughs> if I could order like an eighteen pack of fruit shoots, I would do it. They used and to also, have them. my brother was really big in them. They used to have them at Sharp Shopper, <laughs> and he would bring them into school and sell them. Oh, that's <laughs> hey, awesome! Never forget. I just want to have one more shout out, and it's to never forget Orange Julius. Orange Julius. I don't really know what to say to that. Never forget. Always remember. Well, I, I can't OJ. really remember. I can't really not remember him you know what i mean i know what you mean 
Okay. Well, it's like good. I said, a lot of inside stories here, but hopefully you guys could relate to it uh, back home, you know, some nostalgia. Um, before we end here, remember, just a final reminder, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Vacant House, Vacant House PC. Also, like I said, this Saturday, 9 p.m., end of our little sweepstakes we got going on right now, crew neck that you could win. Follow us on Instagram, DM us, hashtag VHP, win a sweet crew neck. We love you guys. Thank you guys for listening. Catch you later. Mm-hmm.